0: You're listening to season two of Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you.
1: We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun, and sometimes strange. Because music is
0: for you. I am your co-host, Zara And
1: I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music.
0: Let's, Let's cue the, the music! music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Kids Cue the Music. I'm your co-host, Rebecca Lane. And I'm your co-host, Sarah And today we have the pleasure of speaking with our special guest, Maya Clow, a musician. Did I say it right?
0: Maya
1: Clow. Clow. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I us really
1: how to pronounce it again, Maya. I... Clow. Yeah. Maya Clow. Maya That's Clow. Right. You remember that. <laughs> and Maya is a musician and a music therapist
2: welcome, Maya. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what instrument or instruments you play?
2: Yeah. So like you said, I'm a music therapist accredited, which just means that I'm an officially a music therapist. And I grew up on Prince Edward Island on the east coast of Canada. I went to school in Nova Scotia and I've been in Toronto for the past four years doing my internship, which I do after school to become a music therapist and then working as a music therapist. My principal instrument or the one that I played, well, I used to play it the most. I don't play it as much anymore, but was actually the flute. So that's what I played during school. And I love the flute. But then when you're a music therapist, you actually have to learn other instruments as well. So I had to learn the guitar. (laughs) And the piano. And I I had played both before school, so it was uh, not too difficult to learn those at the same time as playing the flute in school. And so, yeah. Three three instruments is what I usually play.
1: Three instruments is a lot to keep up yeah. on. Do you, do you practice all three of them?
2: I do not as much as I sh- as I should. I play a flute actually in a, just a community band, just because sometimes it's hard to keep up with that instrument since I'm not playing it all the time. And then guitar and piano, I play a lot for work, so you know I'm always learning new songs and stuff. But yeah, I definitely should be practicing a little bit more than I do all my instruments.
1: I feel like every musician feels that way. What do you think, Sarah?
2: Yeah, yeah We
1: should be practicing more than we do.
2: What is music therapy? Yeah, music therapy, I get this question all the time. And I think a good way to put it is that a music therapist will use music to help somebody reach non-musical goals. So it's different from a music lesson or teaching music, and that in your music lessons, you might learn musical things like how to play your scales or playing an instrument or a new piece. Whereas in music therapy, we use music, but we're usually doing something non-musical, like helping somebody communicate or express themselves or, you know, remember some some things that they can't always remember, stuff like that.
1: That's very interesting. I was going to ask you a question about that because what kinds of things... Are you trying? What are, what kinds of goals could you have if they're not musical ones when you're playing an instrument?
2: Yeah, really anything. So the people that I work with, I'm, I'm always using music. Sometimes they're using music and playing along. Sometimes it's more receptive. So they might be more so just listening to music. I'm just thinking about my work day today. I was at a new site, just kind of meeting people. So today we did a lot of listening to music because I was getting to know. patients and my new clients and getting to know them, building relationships. So we just did a lot of listening to music, seeing what their favorite music is and how they use music in their lives, either to help them relax or help them lift their mood if they're having a bad day or something like that. So it can be really simple like that. Or you know, we could do uh, using music, like the actual playing music to help movement, maybe. So playing a drum to help, you know, mobility, something like that. It's, it's so wide.
0: So many mm-hmm. different things. Yeah.
2: So many different reasons.
1: So many different things you can be doing.
0: How did you know you wanted to be a music therapist? How did you become
2: one? Yeah, I was actually in school for biology, initially. So science, I thought that I wanted to do something like healthcare related. I really liked working with people. But then when I was in bio, I really missed music and I really missed art, which was a big part of my life when I was growing up. And I was really lucky that I was Acadia, the university I was at, because they have a music therapy program. So I had some friends in the program and I started asking them about it. And I realized that it was a perfect kind of mix of science and music. And I could, you know, do what I love, but I could also work in healthcare and help other people. And I thought that that was just really nice.
1: That's really cool. I actually, I mean, I have a music degree and I actually didn't really know what kinds of things bring people to become music therapists.
2: Yeah. I hadn't even heard of music therapy until I was at school halfway through my first year. I didn't even know it was a profession. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting one. Why
2: would
0: someone my age or younger need a music therapist?
2: Music therapists actually work with anyone from the time they're born. A lot of music therapists actually work in intensive care units for babies. If they might be born too early or they have complications with their birth, music therapy can help them with that. But other kids, there's a lot of different reasons. Some kids that music therapists work with might have trouble concentrating or need help with communication or social skills, you know, things that are just a little bit difficult and music therapy can help them with that.
1: So yeah, music therapy could help them feel better.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So Zara, can you think of any reasons why music music therapy might be helpful for you or your brothers or any of your friends?
0: I think it'd probably be helpful for Chase because he's really, he has autism and he's really energetic all the time.
1: Yeah, Chase is Zara's brother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, sometimes would music help him to calm down? Sometimes, like if yeah, you music
2: therapy. Yeah, definitely. We work with a lot of kids who have autism spectrum disorder for sure. We find a lot of kids with autism spectrum disorder actually really music helps them engage in some ways that other things might not. So that's really beneficial. It can help with you know, communication, like singing, sometimes communi- like verbal communication is hard, but singing and that kind of commu- communication or communicating through music actually works a lot better. And then through that, we can kind of integrate or work that into verbal communication so we can develop those skills using music.
1: That's very interesting because I've mm-hmm. often wondered, I've, I've heard about people and children who speak naturally. They don't mm-hmm. learn how to speak at the same time that other people learn how to speak. And so is music therapy something that would help them? You said, you mentioned that singing is sometimes easier for people. If they can't speak, they can still sing. So can, yeah. can you just tell us a little bit about what that's like and
2: yeah, how you definitely. would with someone
1: who would need that?
2: Yeah. So our brain is so cool. So speaking happens in one part of the brain and music happens all over the place. So sometimes we can actually, I don't want to get too technical about it, but we can kind of skip the part that focuses on speaking, if that part, you know, is having some trouble and go right to the music part. So you can actually, you know, communicate through singing when speaking might be difficult. And then eventually you might be able to take your singing and actually sing phrases or things that you want to communicate. Like, can we go for a walk? Can we go for a walk or something like that? Make little melodies so that it's easier to communicate the things that you need to communicate.
1: That is so cool. Yeah.
2: I've heard that it can help people that have
1: problems with stutters as well. What are stutters?
2: I don't know what they are. <laughs> so stuttering happens if you're trying to say something, but you're kind of stuck on a word. So it might sound like, say I'm trying to say the word shoe. I'm sh- 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 kind of hard to get the word out. I think Chase does that a lot. He's like,
0: but, 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 Zara, 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 but, but, uh, uh, he he does it a lot. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He uh, doesn't officially have a stutter. Yeah. But I mean,
0: like, he he does it a lot. Yeah. And I think it doesn't normally happen when people to call, when people get the air knocked out of them. Like, they can't even breathe, like, gasping for air and stuff. Like, we try to say stuff but you can't. That's happened to me once. Once I fell on my back <laughs> on the monkey bars and I, I was trying to talk and I was like, I need water. And I couldn't say anything.
2: Yeah, it might happen like that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, right? So we're we're skipping the part of the brain that's focusing on on speaking. And we're going right to the singing part. So a lot of times people who have stutters when they sing, they don't stutter, which is really cool. That's exactly what we're doing. So that would definitely help someone with stutters as well. Yeah,
1: very cool. Maybe Mm -hmm. we should sing more in our house.
0: We already do. We
1: actually do sing quite a bit But you shouldn't
0: sing anymore because you already sing a lot. It's true. No one wants to hear me singing anymore. Okay, going on to the next question. When I get to learn how to play an instrument during music therapy, I need to practice in between like I do for lessons.
2: Yeah, often in music therapy, if we're playing music, Sometimes it's it's just small percussion instruments, things that you don't really need to learn. But sometimes we actually do learn music and that's one of our goals. So when you're learning an instrument in music lessons, you're learning a lot more than just an instrument. You're learning communication, you're learning, you're developing dexterity, which means you're able to move your fingers. So when you're playing the piano or a violin or something like that, you're developing movement. You're also developing self-confidence and you're developing self-expression, being able to, you know, express yourself in more ways than just verbally. You can express yourself musically as well. And you can build your confidence by learning how to play an instrument and performing during recitals and stuff like that. So if those are goals in music therapy and the person I'm working with is interested in learning an instrument, then we can definitely do that. As for practicing, I mean, I always encourage... Anyone who's learning an instrument to practice, but I think there's definitely a lot less pressure in music therapy because we're working on more than just the instrument.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So it's not so much about the progress in how you can, how well you can play the instrument. It's about the progress in your other goals. Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm. That sounds fine, actually, to not have to worry about just getting better all the time.
0: <laughs> I, wa- I need to get better. I need to get way better. I don't know how to do this. I just need to get better at playing this. I don't know how to do this. Okay. So composing can be a part of music therapy. How do you inspire kids to compose? Do they ever perform their compositions?
2: Yeah. When... I'm thinking about kids specifically for composing. It can be, it can be, you know, really daunting. If I say, let's write a song, right? That seems like a really difficult thing to do, but sometimes it can just happen really spontaneously. So in a session, a kid might be, you know, just singing something about their day. And I just kind of, you know, grab my guitar, sit down at the piano and start working with them. Singing back to them what they're singing, maybe adding on. And before you know it, we have like a little song and it can, it can be simple like that. Or maybe they, you know, they want to say something more. And once you start, you know, developing a therapeutic relationship and you do that a little bit more, then they might have the confidence to maybe write about other things. But I think also. Making sure that whatever we're writing about is what they're instru- interested in and also what they want to say. I haven't done a ton of songwriting with kids, to be honest, but I've done a lot with adults in some places that I work. And a lot of people that I work with to write songs actually don't have any verbal communication ability. So that's really cool in that, you know, they're able to communicate with me in other ways to say what they want to say. And then we write the song together and then they have this. This song that they're able to express what they want to say that they're not usually able to express through words. So that's really cool. And I've actually done a couple like song sharing events at the places where I work, where they're able to, you know, people can gather, you know, before COVID when we could do that. And they're able to share their songs with their friends and their family and the other patients. So that's, that's really cool. And that also helps them to build their confidence as well. Yeah. So I think just, you know, keeping it simple and making sure that they know that there's no pressure and it's not as scary. And also making sure that it's something that they're interested in and that they want to say.
1: So they do perform it then? Yeah. Oh, so cool. Uh-huh. I like that idea of having, like getting people together and performing all of the songs that you wrote. Yeah, together. like
0: for somebody who knew how to write out notes, but they didn't know what the notes were. They could um, just draw notes and then somebody could play it and it doesn't matter what the notes are. It could just be a song anyway.
2: Yeah, exactly. Anything could be a song. And they usually have lots of cool ideas about what they want the song to sound like, different instruments that they want to in the song. So I'm able to, you know, make some recordings and, and do stuff like that. Yeah. So that they can have their song to listen to whenever they want and share with other people.
0: Yeah.
1: Do the songs always have words?
0: I mean, not all songs have words. Yeah,
1: not all songs have words. But in music therapy, do they typically have words?
0: When I would
2: say like, not formal, but when I'm doing like a songwriting intervention, they usually do have words, but not all the music that I make with My clients have words, but that's more so, I would say, if we're improvising in a session. I have a lot of clients that like to just sit down at the piano and go and then I might, you know, support them on the piano or on a different instrument. So sometimes we create music in the moment and those songs, sometimes they have words, sometimes they don't. Can music therapy be done online?
0: Yes, it can be done online. I mean, most things can be done online, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, but you can't do Apple picking online, though.
2: Yeah, most things can be done online. You know, it's a little bit difficult, like like most things online, like music lessons online. But yeah, definitely during the beginning of COVID, I was doing a lot of music therapy online. Right now, I'm still doing a little bit, not as much. It definitely helps to be in person. And it doesn't always work online, but I do a couple sites online. Yeah.
0: I know what the hardest thing to do online is. What? Go Apple thinking online. That does sound quite difficult. Yeah. And... I mean you, that. I mean, maybe the apple tree would have a computer set up, but you you can't you can't go apple picking because you, the tree is on the other side. Maybe like <laughs>
1: virtual apple picking, like someone is actually picking the apples, but they have a camera and you're telling them which apples to pick,
0: <laughs> and then they mail them to you or something. <laughs> yeah, which like, I mean, if you were we if you were right stuck right, at
1: home, that does sound pick nice. Right yeah.
0: Out. Bright red apple right there. Pick the dark one. That's going to be really juicy. Oh, yes. I can't wait to eat that in the mail. And, and then you could write a song
1: about it in your music therapy session with my
0: <laughs> I think you're right.
2: Sarah. I think most things can be done online. Including apple picking. Including apple picking. Actually, I'm
1: Actually, sure that's we can probably make the hardest thing, though. So how exactly would a uh, music therapy session with you look online? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can do to just like demonstrate what it would be like if, if we called you up and said we would like some music therapy sessions yeah they have to be online What happened?
2: so i got my guitar right here actually so i grabbed my guitar we're gonna do a little a little yeah a little well maybe not (laughs) that that's what they wanted to do we if they want if they like to sing a lot of the clients that i see online that is what they like to do is, you know, they have their songs that they like to sing and we like to sing together. And so I grab my guitar and we can, you know, play whatever song they want. If they want to listen to a song, I might bring it up on Apple Music or Spotify and we'll listen to it. We could dance a little bit, move a little bit. We can write songs online. I've been doing that a lot. They can, you know, type what they want to write. We have a little, you know, technology is so cool. You can screen share. And so I can see what they're writing and I can, you know, add some things and, yeah, we can we can do pretty much everything that we do in person online. Oh, I shouldn't say that—not everything, but we can do most things that we do in person online. Well, I do a lot of
0: dancing at school. My teacher turns on like music at like lunch and snack. I just you know, like this song sounds like if somebody was dancing to it like this, and I just dance. <laughs> I do a lot
1: of
2: dancing
0: too. I love it.
1: <laughs> Maya, would you say that in general we kind of use music? in a therapeutic way, just in regular life, like outside of music therapy officially, do we kind of use music to help us through our days most of the time?
2: Yeah, I think definitely we do. You know, think about why you put music on. It's, you know, because you want to remember something that the song reminds you of, or you want to feel a little bit better, or you want to you relax a little bit, you put on some soothing music, or you want to dance, so you put on some music to dance to. Uh, so I think definitely we use it therapeutically. The difference between using music in your own life therapeutically and music therapy honestly is just the music therapist. So working with a music therapist, somebody to help you, you know, use it in the right ways to reach whatever goals you have
1: and to kind of guide you along
0: imagine. Yeah. So that, yeah.
1: You actually go forward towards your goal.
0: Would you like to play a few rounds of opera or
2: cheese? I would love to play a few rounds of opera or cheese. Opera
0: or
1: cheese. Opera or cheese? Opera or cheese?
0: Opera or cheese. Opera or cheese. Opera or cheese? Opera or
2: cheese? Opera or cheese?
0: Opera or cheese? Do you know how to things play? about this game. I think so, but why don't you explain it to me, just in case? Do you know pastor or composer?
2: No, I don't know pastor it's or
0: composer. A, well, I mean, I think once you said it was pastor.
1: Pastor or composer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this, it's a similar kind of game, so why don't you explain it? So, my mom. That's me. She has to... Guess. No, I see, guess. Yeah. No. Uh, sorry. Uh, I can uh, guess so, this time. Do you want to read them and we can guess? <gasps> yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be fine. Okay. Say it. Say the rules, and then you can look at the list and you I can th- ask them, and Maya and I will guess. Well, how do? How will I know? Um, you just pick them off the list. See, there's a. Well, explain the rules, and then I'll okay. show you how to. How to.
0: So <laughs> this time it's going to be me, and we'll say a Italian word. It's no. usually
1: Italian. It's not always Italian. Yeah.
0: I mean. A word, or
1: a few <laughs> words.
0: And you have to try to guess if it's a kind of opera or a tasty kind of cheese.
1: All right. Give me So is this going to be the name of an opera or the name of a cheese? Okay. And you see there's a whole list of okay. each. Okay. So.
0: Gorgonzola. I think that's how you do it. Gorgonzola. Gorgonzola. I think that's a cheese. I um, think it's a cheese as it's well. It's a cheese. Okay. <laughs> I seem to me not be good at this.
1: No, I mean, you have to pick hard ones, but it's hard if you don't know what they are already. Sometimes I pick operas that I've never heard of, and the guests are like, oh, I know exactly what that is, and I feel so (laughs) silly. Carmen. I think Carmen's an opera. That's my guess. I guess opera as well. Carmen is an opera. For sure. You actually (laughs) know some of the music from (laughs) Carmen. You would recognize it.
0: But I think this time you have to go first. Okay, I'll go first. You're
1: right. It's not fair (laughs) if I always wait to hear Maya's response.
0: Okay. Or Du Chamberton. I have
1: never heard of that. Can you spell it? Is it a few different words? Yeah. So say it.
0: A-M-I space D-U space 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 C-H-A-M-B-E-R-T-I-N. Chamberton.
1: Anyway, friend of something is probably what it is, which could really be opera or cheese. But I'm going to go with cheese. I'm going to okay. go with opera.
0: I'm afraid it is a cheese.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I do have a bit of an advantage because I have looked at these lists before. <laughs> so it's possible that it's entered my subconscious. Okay, let's do
0: one more. It's a really, 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 really. It's just, just. I'm, I'm just going to say one that's super obvious. We're not going to guess it. It's Billy Budd. Billy Bud? Yeah, that, that's just the obvious one. It's an opera.
1: Really? I wouldn't have guessed it. I, I, was I would have cheese. guessed cheese, to be honest. Oh, sorry. I don't assume that we know. Okay, <laughs> pick one more. One more. One. Last one. Last one.
0: Okay. Poises D. burgong. I don't know how to say that. E poises. Can you spell that word? E with a thing on the top. Okay. P O I S S E S D space D E space B u r g o g n e. Okay, I I don't know, but I'm going
1: to guess opera.
2: Hmm, I don't know either. I'm also going to guess opera.
1: Your restaurant <laughs> is a cheese. It's a yellow ah! cheese. <laughs> poise du Bour- Bourgogne. It's French. I'm really killing it here.
0: I thought I, I was trying okay. to pick. I was trying to pick ones that weren't French because I know that you went to. A- I at one point I was fluent
1: in French. It's hard to believe.
2: I <laughs> can barely
1: speak it anymore.
2: Cheese opera,
1: opera, cheese opera or cheese. Thank you, Zara, for reading those, and thank <laughs> you so much, Maya, for being here today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is fun.
0: How can we learn more about you, like on the internet
2: or anything? I have a small little private music therapy practice. So you can find me on Instagram at Lighthouse Music Therapy. Let me just double check that that's... Yes, Lighthouse Music Therapy on Instagram. LighthouseMT.com is my website. Those,
1: That's perfect. So your yeah. website and Instagram is plenty. They are plenty of ways to get a hold of you if someone is looking for a music therapist. So thank you so, so much for being with us here today and playing opera or cheese and (laughs) for just chatting with us and teaching us about music therapy. Yeah, you're welcome. So thank you for having me. And that's it for today's episode of Kids Cue 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 the Music. music. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music!
1: If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music.
0: I'm Zara Lane.
1: And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Kids Cue the the music.
2: Music!